Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, and welcome to the Carrie Faith on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Faith. As an energy healer, psychology, and human behavior specialist, trainer, mentor, writer, speaker, and lifelong student of self-development myself, I am here to support you to manifest your wildest dreams. We make it fun, easy, and predictable on the show with inspiration, motivation, and transformational principles for lifelong change. You can consider me your spiritual guide in your pocket, leading you towards your highest purpose and trusting yourself you are on the right path. I share real conversations with visionary women who are top leaders in their fields after they themselves pivoted and stepped into their higher purpose in life. This show is for the woman who wants it all and more and is ready to step into her infinite power and potential from within. Are you ready? Let's begin. If you have this tugging in your heart and this knowing in your soul that you're called to do more, but you're just asking yourself how, then I would love to connect with you and guide you to the how. There's a link in the show notes, no strings attached. I would just love to be your guide in this journey called life so that you can stop overthinking and start living. This week, Erin Claire Jones is joining us and oh my gosh, she is such an amazing soul. She uses human design to help thousands of individuals and companies step into their work and their lives as their truest selves into their highest potential. She works as a guide, coach, and speaker, and has attracted a growing community of over 140,000 people who turn to her teachings for practical tools, digestible tips, and deeper self-knowledge they can access to live with greater ease and authenticity every single day. With work featured in Forbes, Body, Mind Body Green, Well and Good, and Nylon, and her conversations with crowds of hundreds around the world, Erin's insights are highly sought after because they make human design pragmatic, tangible, and accessible, and immediately applicable to everyday life. Human design is a synthesis of ancient wisdom and modern science that sheds light on a person's energetic makeup, as well as specific tools they can use to live at their happiest, healthiest, highest potential. It teaches you who you truly are. It offers insight into what's possible and highlights the significance of understanding and living as the highest expression of yourself. By putting this tool to work in her own life, Erin is showing the world a new way of work, a new path towards success, and a new perspective on living as you truly are. Are you ready? Erin Claire Jones, I'm so excited really to connect with you and such an honor to have you here. Where are you joining from, Erin? 
I am joining from upstate New York. I moved up here from the city about six months ago. Well, how beautiful. I know that I lived in Hyde Park for a short while, but so much beauty there. So different from New York City, too. So different. Such a needed change. It's beautiful. So much forest up here. So it was such an honor to first connect with you um, on Clubhouse and now have you have you on the podcast as a human design expert. I just want to know all the things about human design. How did you find human design to begin with? What did that look like? It was very serendipitous and it was definitely not my plan. Um, I was living in New York at the time and had never heard of human design. This was 2015 and basically was in the backyard of my friend's house in the Lower East Side for those familiar with the city and had a stranger sit next to me. And he basically was like, I love the look of your human design. And I was like, okay, tell me everything. Like, I think that I was very open. Like I'd explored a lot of modalities in my past, but he gave me like a little mini reading on the spot and it was so resonant. It felt like he just gave a language to my life experience in a way that I'd never really received before. But also at the same time, it was like incredibly confronting because like I wasn't living any of it. I was like, yes, that's me. And I've been avoiding it my entire life. Are you really telling me I get to do that? Um, and he ended the conversation by saying, I think that you should do this. You know, I think that you're meant to do this. I think that we should do it together. And it was like such a direct invitation in that way. And, um, and so I said, yes, you know, not immediately when I really felt into it, but I was really drawn. And I think that I just love people. I love understanding people and human design just made sense to me in a way that no other system did. So it was a very cosmic serendipitous kismet connection. And it's been a real journey since then, you know, with lots of bumps, of course. Um, but it, it's been really amazing. And I feel so lucky to have discovered human design when I did. Wow. That just goes to show me. And I feel like the audience, like things are always brought to us sometimes at the perfect moment. And it's up to us to follow that nudge and trust ourselves. But what were you doing before human design? Because you said you weren't doing anything that your design really, you were designed to do. Yeah. I think I was just like, not really working in a way that was aligned. I think that like I, I never even say, would say that like designs limit the jobs we can do. It's more about how we show up. And I was in kind of this startup world and um, in a lot of kind of community biz dev positions. And it was fun. Like it was really cool teams. It was really cool work, but like, it just didn't really feel like I was like in my purpose. It didn't feel like I was really leveraging my gifts. Like, and I think that I was also like, I was always so interested in the people. So I was working with these teams and I was like way more interested in like how people could work better together. I'm like, God, everyone's like so dysfunctional because they just like don't understand each other, you know? And so like, I was just like so oriented towards the people. And I, I didn't really realize that like that was a gift and that also could be a thing that could be like leverage in my work, you know? And so, so much of my work is around helping people understand each other, both like on an individual level, on a family level, on a partnership level, as well as on a team level, you know? And so I think that, and I also think that I was like, my design is so much around not being a doer and being like better suited to be like a leader and a guide. And I think that I was in a time in my life where I was like, I've got to be a doer. I'm in New York. I've got to keep up. I've got to hustle. And I was like, hustling more doesn't seem to be like generating a ton of success for me here. So like, I just could feel, I like could feel the strategy wasn't really working. Oh, I can feel that so much. And I see that in my own experience of life and entrepreneurship is that I felt, you know, my significance through accomplishments, right. And doing, 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 but it's just like, that's not my design. So 
I would love to hear more about if nobody knows the designs, like, could you go over the brief, um, briefly the designs? Yeah. So in human design, there are like a bajillion different configurations, but at the highest level, there are five different types. And then it gets a lot more specific from there. So if you'd like to look yours up, you can go to humandesignblueprint.com. But basically we've got manifesting generators, generators, projectors, reflectors, and manifestors. And so manifesting generators and generators are just like the doers, the builders, the creators, the ones that really have the energy and the life force to kind of build, create, and make things happen. The more lit up and excited and satisfied they are, the more energy they have, the more they attract to them. So, so much of their work is around really kind of prioritizing their own excitement, their own joy, and having really strong boundaries and like not saying yes to everything just because they think they should. Um, and so manifesting generators specifically are quite multi-passionate. They might enjoy having their energy in multiple things at once, kind of pivoting in between things as they please. Their gift is making things happen very quickly but not necessarily in handling every single step along the way. So really kind of good to be supported by people that like help them in the step-by-step process. Generators kind of bring such beautiful capacity for kind of mastery and depth, you know, but I think in general for both of these types, I would just encourage them to take inventory and ask, you know, what in my world am I the most lit up by the most excited by the most energized by like, can I do more of those things? And what am I the most depleted, drained, exhausted by? Can I let any of those things go? And both of those types are meant to let things come to them. So they're kind of really meant to wait for things to come into their world and light them up before they go after it. Then we've got projectors and projectors are not here to be doers. You know, projectors are much better suited to be leaders, guides, managers, interviewers, podcast hosts, and they're like doing, doing, doing. And projectors are so innately sensitive to other people's energy, which is what makes them amazing coaches and therapists and guides, you know? And so, so much of being a projector is knowing that your gift is not in how hard you work or how much you do, but really kind of in your perspective and how you see. Um, And also as projectors, you might find your energy really ebbs and flows, you know, like you might have bursts of energy and then need to rest. And so you aren't really meant to like do, do, do all day long. And the strategy for us as projectors is to wait to be recognized and invited in. So not chasing after, not initiating, not forcing, but kind of waiting to really invest our energy in the places where we feel the most recognized and seen. Before I keep going, you know, how does that land for you as a projector? Do you feel that? Do you see that within yourself? Well, I can relate 100% to that in the sense of that we're not made to be doers and um, that busy, busy, busy. That's one of the things that I've really declared that I'm letting go of because I know that I'm not, I'm not going to thrive by carrying that energy with me, right? Um, the waiting to be invited and that invitation piece is something that I'm still trying to really quite understand and grasp how I can really, um, maximize that in business. Maybe we can go into that further even. And yes, definitely like the guide, the teacher, the leader, the visionary is, um, what I see myself as, but definitely just the guide. Yeah. And I think one thing I'd really add around just, you know, entrepreneurship and business is that I think when I first discovered this, I felt a little bit nervous because I was like, how do I build a business waiting for an invitation? This feels really passive. And I learned that so much of our job as projectors is to make ourselves visible and know that people cannot find us unless they see us. So our job is to let ourselves be seen, you know, and so kind of considering ways as a projector, not to pitch yourself or kind of reach out to specific companies, but rather kind of like put yourself out there, whether it's on Instagram or in newsletters or on podcasts and just kind of like sharing yourself and allowing yourself to be seen in the world so that kind of the right invitations can come your way. 
Mm, beautiful. So are you a projector? I'm a projector as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then the last two types, we've got manifestors and reflectors. So manifestors are like the initiators and the innovators, the ones that are really good at kind of getting things started, getting the ball rolling, like getting things off the ground. They often really thrive when they feel a sense of freedom and autonomy and control. Like they're not really here to be told what to do or manage or guided in any way, here to do things on their own terms and in their own way. Um, and their energy can also operate in creative bursts where they can like make a lot happen over the course of a couple hours, a couple days, a couple weeks. And then their job is to kind of rest and like wait for the next burst to come. And their strategy is all about initiating, kind of making the first move and really um, kind of just keeping the people around them in the loop of kind of what they're deciding and when. And then the final type is a reflector. These people are kind of our collective mirrors, people that are deeply sensitive to their physical space and always kind of taking in and magnifying the energy that they're around. So I always remind reflectors to just be such ruthless curators of the people and places they're spending time in and with because they're taking in so much of that energy in their own body. Um, and also the magic of reflectors is in their fluidity. They might have periods where they feel like a generator, like a manifesting generator, like a projector, like a manifester. And their job is never kind of show up in just one way or be just one thing, but honor whatever feels like them that day. Mm, so beautiful. So that's just a taste. Yeah. Thank you for sharing those. Um, so which one... Now, I, what I'm hearing a lot with the reflector and the projector, I feel like these might be really highly sensitive beings in past. Is that true? And which uh, design is the most common just statistically? Yeah. So generators and manifesting generators are the most common statistically. They kind of collectively make up 70% of the population, but I just want to remind people that like doesn't mean they're not unique it's just because like they're the like energy beings that have such kind of powerful energy and life force to make things happen which we need so badly so know that there's so much underneath it that will really kind of shed light on your uniqueness projectors and reflectors are indeed quite sensitive in actually different ways like reflectors can kind of bounce things off a bit more and projectors can like take things in quite deeply um but also if you're a generator or a manifesting generator or a manifester like it actually doesn't mean you're not sensitive at all. Like we're all actually sensitive in really different ways. And human design kind of reveals that like you could be a generator and be like a hyper empath and so impacted by people's emotions. Like I think one of the most powerful aspects of human design is helping us understand where we're the most sensitive to other people's energy. Um, and it could be their stress. It could be their fears. It could be their emotions, their thoughts, their voice, whatever. Um, but I think that it really kind of helps us know where we're taking in energy. Beautiful. Thanks for expanding on that. Now, how can human design help one find clarity? I see that a lot of entrepreneurs and a, a lot of people in my circles are searching for clarity, right? Um, there's something deeper I know that's always underneath why we're seeking clarity, but how can human design guide us there? Yeah, I think that like more than anything, it just gives us permission to be ourselves. I think where we get the most tripped up in business and life is we kind of see someone else's path and we're like, okay, that's the rubric. I'm going to do it too. And then we walk that path where it doesn't actually work for me. And so I think that like human design really helps us understand how to build businesses and make decisions and create aligned opportunities. And it might be like radically different than like the person next door or the fellow entrepreneur. And so I think where it brings clarity is it kind of helps people understand like what their unique makeup is in a way that they can start to do things in a way that feels good. Like, I can't tell you how many like entrepreneurs I worked with that like 
actually have generated like pretty extraordinary success, but like the path there has been really challenging and I feel like incredibly burnt out and like not good. And so I think what human design offers us is the path that really actually allows in the most abundance in our lives, but helps us like do it in a way that feels good and do it in a way that feels sustainable and do it in a way that doesn't burn us out and like helps us know like what kind of support you need. None of us are meant to do it alone. Like, and so I think the clarity is really like helping us do things in a way that works for us and kind of releasing all the ideas of how we thought it was supposed to look. Releasing all the ways, ideas of how it's supposed to look that really stood out to me is that I feel like we really are in this new world, right? In 2022, that we must release the way that we think it should be done. And how can we use human design to really pave that unique path for us? Can you give maybe some examples from a case, a case study or a client? Yeah. I mean, I think that like, it can be really simple things. Like you're perhaps somebody who's meant to make decisions, not in the moment, but you're meant to sleep on things, but you felt like a pressure to be spontaneous in the past. And so like you've committed to opportunities and people and then regretted them because like you haven't given yourself time to settle into it. Like it's such a simple shift, but it's such a powerful one. This was a big one for me of like clarity doesn't come in the moment for me. And it's not that my initial instinct is incorrect, but I have to verify it before I say yes. Or you might be somebody that's super spontaneous and has like an intuitive knowing in the moment and just like is meant to follow it. And so many of my clients who have that, like they really doubted it. Like they haven't had the courage to follow it in the moment and they've kind of just like lost that momentum. So I think kind of learning how we are designed to assess opportunities is really powerful and helping us kind of like enter into the right opportunities in the first place. Um, I'd also say just in terms of like knowing the support we need and the people that we're meant to have around us, you know, whether it's people that are like the doers, whether it's people that are asking us the right questions, you know, whether it's people that are here to like initiate the things like I think it really helps us know like this is your lane and these are all the things that you could really benefit from. And I know as an entrepreneur, like I started out being like, I should be great at everything. And I learned that like, I'm just really not. And the more like I'm like making my job to just be really good at human design, like, and allow myself to be supported on the rest, the more successful we are, you know? And so I think it really kind of helps people dial into where their gifts are and where they can offer the most value and allow and support. Um, and then also in terms of like creating opportunities, you know, you might be an entrepreneur and like, you're supposed to initiate and you've been waiting for things to come to you your whole life, or you're somebody who's led to like wait for things to come to you. And you've been chasing after things and experiencing all this resistance. So it's these very simple tools that we can integrate into our day-to-day -day to just like do things in a way that will bring so much more flow and so much more success into our lives. That was so powerful. I'm going to re-listen to that and re-listen to that the past, uh, the past two minutes of the wisdom that you shared, which really answered one of my next questions, which was how can we stop chasing our dreams and start attracting them? And maybe I'm asking this from a projector perspective or pers right. Um, is that true for specific designs or is it just yeah, for everyone that we just need to stop like chasing and hustling and start being? It's, it's different for each design. You know, I think that for projectors, it's really important to feel invited in. But once you're invited in, go for it. You know, it's just like knowing that like your guidance is precious and you really want to kind of conserve your energy by sharing it with people that are really desiring it. Um, for generators and manifesting generators, yeah, they're here to be magnetic. They're here to attract and just see what they're available for. But similarly, once they're a yes, they can go for it and make it happen so powerfully. For manifestors, they are here to chase. 
you know, and it basically means that there's just like these inspirations that arise within them. And instead of like waiting for things to kind of like pop up, they're meant to just like follow them and go for it and just like be the first. And so again, it's just a reminder that like, there's all this kind of like global advice out there, like listen to your gut or like just do it or wait for things to come. And like, it just is not universally applicable. You know, like there are just like, some of us don't have a gut response. Some of us can't just do it. You know, some of us aren't meant to wait for things to come to us. And so I think that like, I hear sometimes those pieces of advice and I'm like, that is so relevant for so many people. And that is so not relevant for so many people, you know? So it's just such a good reminder, whether it's who we're working with or partnering with or raising as children, like just really understanding that they might operate really differently than us and not expecting similarity. Wow. That was so clarifying in the sense of like a myth buster, right? That the strategy isn't supposed to work for everyone because it's unique to your design, which leads me into what you had mentioned about having the right people around you. Now in partnerships, I wanna ask in collaborations, is it good to work with someone that has the same design or is it good to kind of compliment if you're building a team around you to have different designs? You know, it depends. Like I think that in general, it is good to have some difference because it is really good to work with people that bring a thing that you don't have. But like there are some cases where it might be two generators and like they're lit up by really different things. And so that could be a great collaboration, you know? So there's definitely some nuance, but I do think it's really nice to have like some diversity. Like I remember working with a team that was like purely manifesting generators. And like, in some ways it was amazing because they had so much powerful energy, but it was just like going in so many different directions. And, and there wasn't kind of like this uniting force for them. And so I think that like part of why I love working with teams is because I think it's like such a good reminder that like, we just like need each other. Like none of us are meant to do it alone. Like, even if you think of like, just like the basic premise of each type, like manifestors are going to initiate and get a thing off the ground, like generators and manifesting generators kind of bring all this amazing juice and energy to make it happen. Like projectors are really here to like ask the right questions and like guide the path forward. And reflectors are here to just like evaluate things and reflect it all back and let us know how it's going, you know? And so you can just see how like, amazing and like, you know, supportive each role is, but I think it's around allowing each person to be in their role and not expecting them to be kind of something different than what they are. Mm. Is that why you love working with teams? I know you do a lot of. Yeah. I think that I just came from a background of working within teams and observing dysfunction. And so like, I think that, you know, I it's, it's a similar reason why I like love working with families and with partnerships, but I just think that like you know, and I know that the work world is changing, but I do think that like often if we're working within a team, we spend a lot of time with them. I know things are, have really changed the past couple of years, but back in the day, there was a lot of office time, you know, and a lot of just like interpersonal dynamics. And so I think kind of really learning how to support the people that you work with and how to really kind of pull out their gifts and honor them. Like it just makes you so much more effective as a unit. And I think that the teams I've worked with, it really has been like so fun for people to be like, I feel so understood by my team. Like I feel so supported by myself. And given that we spent a lot of our lives working and maybe less so going forward, like, I just think that it's really nice to like have that be a space to feel seen and to kind of be supportive for who you are. Oh, I feel like it's bringing a lot of empathy into the workplace and relationships, which I love to learn more about how this can really enhance interpersonal relationships, Um, not just work relationships, but maybe spouses or children and, and family units. How can we integrate human design to enhance our relationships? 
Yeah, I think it's really like one, I recommend kind of digging into your own design. And then I recommend digging into like the people closest to you, the people you're working with, the people you're collaborating with, you know, your kids, your partners, like it, it's human design is so cool and like how practical it is. You're like, oh, like when I asked my partner open a questions about what he wants to do for dinner, this is me, my life experience. He'll give me a blank stare. But if I give him really specific options, he'll know the minute I presented him, you know, like, oh, I, or like I have a projector daughter and like, she's really here to be invited into things. So like, I'm actually going to really actively invite her in. I'm going to like recognize her. I'm going to like give her words of affirmation. So like, we're like, I have a manifesting generator kid. I'm like, I'm actually not going to expect that they like stick with one thing forever because like they're here to try on things and like go of things. Like I work with a client, a generator client who was like, so disappointed by his manifesting generator daughter because he's like she's not choosing like she's not like choosing one hobby i'm like she's not meant to you know like you have a capacity for that that she doesn't desire so i think i think you're right in that like what it brings is so much empathy and understanding around like wow this person's different this is exactly how they're different this is how i can support them absolutely I mean, don't we need more empathy in the world and just having that higher sense of awareness of how we're unique in our own ways, it can have that like more beautiful dance instead of, I feel like more of that struggle. Like I present to my husband a lot of the time, where do you want to go to eat or something? And we both maybe struggle with decision-making. It just makes sense. And then if you present a few, a few options, even with kids too, I see this presenting the options to kids so that they can have more of a voice. It's empowering. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. I think it really is just, it gives us a lot of practical tools to really like communicate with and kind of draw out each person's gifts. But yeah, I spent like my whole life making my dad wrong for being a projector, my sister wrong for being a manifester. And then I'm like, Oh, I see how I could have done better. So how can people under get their design first off if they don't know their design? And then I feel like knowing is just like the first step. How do you go deeper into this human design and enhancing our lives? Yeah. So you can look up your design for free at humandesignblueprint.com. And that will kind of really give you the taste of, or not give you, just help you know what your type is, what your authority, how you make decisions, your profile, but it's not like a really intuitive looking chart. You're going to look at that chart and be like, what in the world? Um, and so what I recommend is I created something called a blueprint, which is basically like a 55 plus page guide to your unique design. So it's really kind of meant to walk you through all the most important pieces of your design in like a really practical and empowering way. And so that's a really kind of beautiful place to get started of like, what do I need to know about me? So um, that's what I'd recommend. I'm also happy to create a discount code for your audience if you'd like, Um, but that's a really good place to get started. So it's the blueprint, right? The blueprint, yes. Okay. And then I know that you have workshops and the ability to work one-on-one with you or maybe even work with teams. What does that look like? Yeah, I think the one-on-one is a really nice way to kind of just dive in together, like, and really kind of learn about like where you're at in your life and then how, what aspects of your design that are kind of most relevant to where you are. Um, I also have partnership sessions where we kind of dig into how you both operate and how to support one another. Um, and then I also offer team sessions, which similarly is like, how do you best function as a unit? You know, how do you best function as a collective and how can you really kind of like understand how each person operates best? Beautiful. So, you know, I, I want to understand fully about human design in the sense of what are the different blends that come in? Is it all astrology? Is it more psychology or, 
ancient wisdom? Like, where did this actually, where's the root of it? Yeah. So human design is, is known as a quantum system. So it pulls from astrology as well as the I Ching and Kabbalah and the chakra system and quantum physics and genetics and biochemistry. Like it really like pulls from so many different amazing systems to kind of give us this like blueprint of how we operate at our best. So it's not solely from any system. Um, the system itself is channeled. It has very mystical origins. It was, came about in 1987. The founder's name is Ra Uhuru Hu. He's actually no longer alive, but he basically had a very mystical experience where he was walking home one night and heard a voice. And then for basically eight days and eight nights, he just channeled the system and he just received all this information. And then he spent the next 20 years building it out. So it was very much not a thing that came from like, I'm going to observe humans, you know, human design's magic is kind of revealing not only what we're conscious of, but everything that's kind of like energetic and underneath the surface. Um, One thing I'd remind people of only because I work with skeptics, I understand that. I mean, I understand that perspective is that like human design is a tool. Like if you're open to it, like I would just say, take what feels useful, supportive, resonant, like throw the rest, rest away. Like I think what matters most is not like whether it's true, but like that it's useful. So just knowing, you know, I work with a lot of teams that can feel like, whoa, it's crazy origin. But like once they start to hear the information and hear how practical it is, they're like, oh, amazing. Tell me everything, you know? So I think just kind of knowing that it's, it's about using it in a really empowering way. And you can obviously throw away any piece that doesn't feel good or aligned. Mm, so it's a multidimensional tool that just, yeah, amazing. So I had one last question and it's amazing that this was channeled, um, that it doesn't really sit with one area or another. So it can be open yeah. and expansive. The question was about getting like certified or if someone wants to pursue this as, you know, they're calling human design. What does that look like? How does one get quote certified or where do they go? Yeah, I think the path is going to look different for everyone. You know, it was like, I went through a very traditional certification process when I started, but it was also very old school. Like it's not even one that I really recommend that it was like the only option when I was there um, I'll be launching my own training soon, but I would just say like explore different teachers, like see what feels good for you. Like, you know, there are a lot of invented certifications, you know, it's just like such a like wild, wild west kind of thing. So I would really just like trust the teachers that really feel resonant and like foundationally rooted for you. You know, I think what really served me in human design is just building a really strong foundation. So then I could like flow with it, you know, and, and find kind of your own unique way of communicating it. Um, and if you're curious to read the definitive book to human design is like more of a textbook vibe, but it's also like a really beautiful resource and place to start. Mm, it sounds really similar. I read the Akashic records and it sounds kind of similar. It's like, you just find, if you find your way and feel that calling, then that's, yeah, that's the sign that just further explore and that there's no real right or wrong way to practice it. It's just about that continued education and exploration to your own modality and making it really unique to you. So thank you so much for, for sharing your time and energy and wisdom with me and the audience. It's been such a pleasure. Uh, Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And how can they get a hold of you? I know you gave out your website, but I don't think we give out anything else. So website is humandesignblueprint.com and my um, Instagram is Aaron Claire Jones. Aaron Claire Jones on Instagram. Yeah. Yes. Thanks so much for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me.
thank you for listening and investing your time with me because I believe we are all here to learn, grow, and evolve effortlessly into the future. If you enjoyed what was shared today, I encourage you to subscribe, rate, review, and share because together we can do so much more. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Carrie Faith on Purpose to find out more opportunities to uncover your deepest why.